Hey guys, uh, welcome to another episode of the IVG podcast. This is uh, episode number forty-six, and only a week after the last one, which is some sort of achievement. Uh, I've got Nash uh, with what me up, and Gagan as well. Hey, how are you doing? So yeah, just one week later, we're back. And uh, before we get to the topics we're going to discuss today, I just want to mention quickly that uh, we are finally back on all your favorite podcast platforms. So we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Pocket Casts. The only one that we're kind of not on yet is Google Podcasts, which should happen in a couple of days. Uh, and of course, if you want to hear it on the web or something, you can always go to Anchor.fm/ivg. That's that's the the home page for our podcast so and how would you spell that anchor anchor a n c h o r dot f m like how else yeah. do you spell anchor though i don't know man <laughs> i mean, like just want to make it clear for the <laughs> audience <laughs> like, oh, is there another spelling did i fucking remember anchor wrong like there is actually a different podcast app called a n k e r also so you know just oh, for really? our audience oh, really i'm not kidding it's just making that up now to confuse <laughs> to save face <laughs> no <laughs> Right. So, okay. Now that that's out of the way, uh, we have a few topics that we are going to discuss. Uh, and before that, Nash, why don't we talk talk a little bit about the new thing we're starting on the forums, the community showcase? For sure. So, as you guys notice, we've been trying to kind of grow the community. We've been trying to put a lot of video content onto the community, and now we want to hear from you. So, we have started this new initiative called the IVG Community Showcase, where we have people from all over the IVG community contributing some of their coolest clips. This could be anything in from any game. So, it could be an FPS where you have like a mad kill montage. It could be Ghost of Tsushima killing dudes like a fucking ninja. It could be anything where you look cool, and we are gonna. Highlight these, and we also Sham. Should I tell them about the? Should I should I tell them about the price? Should I Do tell it. them about the price? Do it. All right. So so guess what? The winner of this is gonna get a bunch of free stuff, including a copy of Cyberpunk twenty forty four on the console of their platform. That's what's up. Twenty seventy seven. Twenty seventy seven. Sorry, Shifa. <laughs> <laughs> so you no, 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 we we cannot afford twenty seventy seven. So we'll be giving you twenty forty four, which is an Cyberpunk. <laughs> Budget cyberpunk. <laughs> but yeah, Sam, uh, we have to ensure that there are rules about this though. Okay. No, so basically, so to kind of elaborate a bit, so this is going to be broken up over four months where every month we'll have, we'll we'll pick a winner because people will post a lot of stuff, I'm hoping, over the course of four they months. So, uh, so starting August, we'll have the first kind of contest. So so for August, we're going to be giving away a copy of Neo 2. On the PS4. The winner, on the PS4. Isn't it? Is it only on PS? It is only, it's only on, on PS4. PS4 right? Is it? No, it's right. come on PC. It's coming on PC. I'm not sure, but we have the PS4 copy only right now. All right, so we're going to give that away to the best clip uh, from August. Uh, we'll also have giveaways of great games in September and October, and of course November it will be Cyberpunk. And the winner can choose the platform. So whether you want PS4, Xbox One, or PC, that's cool. And as you probably know, uh, these guys make amazing physical editions with a lot of cool freebies in the box. So. It's going to be great. Uh, so the rule, the only rule really is that uh, whatever you whatever you share, share it to your own pages, wherever it is, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook or whatever. But make sure you tag uh, IVG. Uh, that's the only real rule. And the second, oh sorry, the second rule is once you put up, once you put up the video, you will share it on the IVG forums. And there is a specific thread we're going to create for that. Yeah, but and what Sam didn't mention is, you know, we're hoping none of you resort to this, but we do not want you taking someone else's clip and, you know, passing it off as your own, be it someone you know as well. Like it could be a friend, it could be like a brother, a cousin, whatever. We want your shit. We want your content. Let your brother sign up in his or or, or his name, but we want your content. So we want everything original. No, what's worse would be that you take someone else's really cool clip who posted it on Reset Era or something and you... Yeah, none of that kind shit. Of that shit right? I mean, there's too much work for a copy of Neo 2, so just don't do that. Uh, just, just do, do your own uh, clips. So we even if it's be... like funny stuff, even if it's funny yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah, it, it, it could be some really funny fail as well, you know. So even so... a like even a crazy bug would be fun. True, yeah. true. But it's got to be yours. That's the only. That's the main criteria for us, at least. Yeah. 
and of course also we we will be also highlighting a lot of the community videos that that Which you guys share with us on youtube doing if you guys have seen our facebook page we've got a few cool clips from ivg members uh, snake and tyler and now we want you guys to send us more and more diverse games as well you know in in case if you guys are really good at games like sekiro or bloodborne or if those hard games send us you know send us like no damage clips against a boss fight anything cool that would make the rest of the community be like damn dude that guy got skills stuff like that so yeah so so we just want your own original content right because we already have a couple of uh, people showing their clips and we want more of that and one of the games that actually people have been sending us a lot of clips about is ghost of tsushima which i'm assuming you guys have still not played Nope. Mm, no, but very tempted ever since I've been seeing. <laughs> I've been I've been tempted a lot since the game came out because I've been seeing all the clips and I've been seeing all the screenshots and it looks insane. And I've been watching your streams as well, which yeah. is the game is phenomenally good looking. Uh, and it seems like a very chill experience even though the combat looks pretty brutal it is it is and in fact you know i wanted to tell gagan this because he was telling me the last time we spoke about it he's like dude i want to pick it up on the ps5 and i know he has a ps4 pro and let me tell you it is like next gen as hell even on this console like are there like, are there any frame rate issues as such not at all. so here? i've been reading up about this and a lot of people apparently have frame rate issues on the base ps but that wouldn't be an issue for you that's number one in fact i have yet to encounter like significant slowdowns i haven't in fact seen any slowdown the game has just been like a hard lock 30 fps for me uh no matter what i'm doing you know if i'm riding across the countryside i'm fighting dude shit is blowing up it's very stable but you know more than just the technical aspects of it my biggest issue is that i actually started playing assassin's creed odyssey at the very wrong time and i'm so deep into that game and i have yeah. all the expansions and everything that just jumping into ghost of tsushima will be kind of hard i mean it will be more of the same in certain ways for me so i just don't want to so, jump from one open world to another you know what it'll actually do though it'll it'll be hard to transition to ghost but if you were to make that transition it'll be very hard to get back to odyssey because mm. one of the things ghost does really well is it kind of respects you as a player like i understand what the assassin's creed games want to do right they're like okay you bought a game you paid like 3 and a half 4000 rupees for it and here is like 300 fucking hours of content but yeah. in a lot of these cases it's just copy paste content you know like it's like do the same thing over and over and over and over again whereas with ghost yes that is true to a certain extent there is a certain amount of repetition it's bound to happen but it also depends on you as a player so if you keep playing as a samurai you you know you're kind of encouraged to play it stealthily and even within each of those pillars there are different tools you can use you know like do you want to use long range do you want to use an assassination if you want to use assassination do you want to use a chain assassination mm. and mm. stuff like that but what i really appreciate is a lot of these stories are kind of fleshed out in a way you know like random side quests where i'll give you guys a very small example okay this was a very random side quest where uh, this this lady was crying on the side of the road and she said bandits kind of stole all her food so i went to the bandit camp and i i killed them all and i thought okay this is just going to be a normal quest and then i found out that the chick played me the bandits were normal guys and in fact she had stolen their food and they took it back from her wow this this sounds a lot like red dead redemption What exactly so there is a little bit of a you know narrative payoff at the end of it it's not okay just do quest for npc number 200 Yeah. That's what I like about this game. And and one of the best things now I feel is going to be hard going back is if you guys notice you play any open world game. You put a marker on your objective. You'll have this glowing kind of arrow guiding you there. In this game there's just a wind guiding you there. And even if you don't swipe up on your touchpad, there are subtle hints in which you're supposed to go if you just look at the direction of the leaves and the trees. It's like oh, wow. such a cool small but like i'm like fuck i can't go back to normal open world games with like jarring signs anymore now you know is that kind no. of stuff and it's i don't know about impressive. you guys but the combat like generally is still challenging to me like i'm not a i'm not a souls veteran so i'm none of that uh, so for me honestly it took me a while for the combat to click but now that it's clicked it's it's still challenging but it's like so satisfying so sam you remember the first stream you saw you saw me duel a guy one on one right where it was said press triangle and i can just kill yeah. him in one shot so i have upgraded my abilities and i found an armor now that allows me to do that same move on four dudes I've seen some of those clips right? of people so doing that. So you do that, that cool. slash slash slash. You stand in a cool pose, and all four bodies just fall around you at one time. It is like the most <laughs> fucking badass shit ever. 
Like I can't nice. like not do it enough. And even the stealth-based gameplay, I know a lot of people have complained about the AI being simple. But once again, I think everyone's just too spoiled on Last of Us. They need that. Like no open world game can give you that level of polish. I really don't think that's possible. So it's not bad. The stealth is definitely not bad. I'm enjoying it a whole lot. And if you're still confused about the game, you guys should try the game. Like it's really that good. That's all I'll say. I mean, I, I'm sure it is because, you know, uh, the game sold out on day one, which is extremely rare for, like things, for, for it to happen. Bombay? All over India. Like, it's oh, not available India. online. Yeah. Yeah, not in, not online yeah, either. Yeah. Like, Games the Shop, Amazon, all sold out. And also and, physical uh, copy during a pandemic. What the hell? Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah. So, so, the, so, so, there are two perspectives to it. Sony is saying that they have plenty of stock. Uh, but retailers are like, we've been ordered, we've ordered a lot, but we only got a limited amount from Sony. So we're not sure who's, who's I think they, I, I have a feeling that this was a little underestimated because it was a new IP. Uh, so maybe, maybe I think also what tends to happen is that I think what also tends to happen is that people in India, like generally Indian gamers are not very, uh, they're not very open to experimenting with new IP and, and generally new IPs don't sell very well in India. So I think even retailers tend to underestimate a new IP like this. And also because it came came a month after Last of Us 2, uh, people might not have want, wanted to bet on the game much. And I think all of that just came together. And But after the game came out, the reviews were okay, the, decent. But then the, I think the fan reactions were like completely out of the blue. Like the, the, the amount of content you saw in terms of screenshots, videos being put up, like you had influencers yeah. putting up uh, posts about how awesome the game is. And I think all of that just kind of suddenly the demand spiked for the game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. It's completely word of mouth. Uh, and I don't think Sony expected it. I don't think that uh, like Amazon Game the Shop, they, don't, they didn't expect it either. So, and apparently now also what's happened now is Sony's warehouse in Bombay is in lockdown. There, there. So all the stock only can only come come from Delhi, apparently. So any retailer who's based out of Mumbai will have trouble getting new stock, or it'll take time, or it'll take an extra extra couple of days. I think Sony does have stock. I think it's just the retailers didn't order enough. So yeah, you but think- it's a very it's a very strange. It's a first, I think. Like, like I I don't remember the last time a game uh like a big release kind of. So a lot on day one. That doesn't happen. Interesting. So do you think this actually happened that the retailers ordered fewer copies because of his Japanese theme and you know they thought it was a Japanese game and those do not tend to do as well in retail in India? I don't think it's got to do with the Japanese theme at all. I think it's just got to do with the fact with that people here are not very open to experimenting with new IP. Right. And that's that's happened with even other big new IPs. Like I think Watch Dogs is an example. It didn't do that well when it first came out. The game also wasn't as wasn't You're that great. You're talking about Watch Dogs One, right? Watch Dogs One, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think generally it's that people are people are very very like uh, unsure about t- taking the leap with a new IP, especially at launch. Uh, but then you see once it does well, then the second one sells really well. So I think people are kind of on the fence in the beginning. So you know, it's really weird, but this very recently happened with another one of Sony's IPs, and that is Days Gone. Uh, I don't know if you guys played that game. I played it a bit. You did, right? I, because, never, I never played it. Because the thing is that when it came out at launch again, it was it was like everyone was like, yeah, whatever. It looks fairly generic. It looks kind of like Last of Us trying to be an open world game. And dude, I played the game. I fucking loved it. I said, this is not like Last of Us. They have something really good here. And, and more gamers actually felt the exact same way. And this game actually developed really long legs. And, you know, whenever the game went on sale, people would just buy this game. Cause, and everyone, means everyone who I've spoken about this game, says they, said they have loved the game. Sure, it has glitches. It has some issues. It's not perfect. But then again, with every open world game, it's not possible to have a 100% glitchless game, right? So, it's, it's cool I think that also Sony now, has I think this. also I think also it's happened now that now, now developers have developed, developers have kind of had like grown their own reputations now and and when Sony Bend is coming up with the game like no one knows what Bend has done like they did they, yeah. they did some great games back in the day Siphon Filter and all that but no one yeah. now, now no one knows of them so when you say Sucker Punch okay they made Infamous so okay this might be cool or Last of Us 2 is, uh, uh, sorry Last of Us is by Naughty Dog so it's cool uh, 
or whatever whatever santa monica might make will be cool because they make god of war but i think also people no- notice these sorts of things and yeah like like me too like like when i saw days gone i'm like what is unique about this it doesn't seem that interesting but i guess you need to play and really get into it it's, that's the thing i saw the trailers and i saw zombies in it and i'm just quite put off by zombie games at the at this point you know i mean there's been years and years of playing those kind of games so that's why it just didn't appeal to me at that time but that's the thing you know on paper both days gone and ghost of tsushima look very plain like one can be like oh it's a open world zombie game and one is like oh it's assassin's creed but in japan but when you actually play through the games all these small systems come together and you get really engrossed in that game world you know you're like yo i want to spend some time over here i want to you know they even have nice characters they have characters you can kind of relate to it's not over the top shit like gta most has now become you know mm-hmm. so i i, I kind of really appreciate that about these games Oh yeah that's that's something you guys should really get into kind of uh, actually speaking of sucker punch have any of you seen the leaked game that came out a while back uh, online there's a leaked video of the gameplay I, i've just heard of it but i haven't seen the video yet so the game was called prophecy and it's so from what i saw it looked a lot like the first assassin's creed game uh, and it took place in medieval times in london i mean in europe and uh, you play this dude and i think he's got some magical abilities there's a lot of stealth there's a lot of free roaming there's a lot of free running and if you kind of played ghost of tsushima there are a lot of gameplay elements which i saw kind of made the transition to that game i thought it looked really cool uh, but unfortunately that game was shelved and i think ghost of tsushima survived so you and know if you look at the lead character in that game he kind of does look like sushima a bit you know the character design as in like the face wise and all mm-hmm. so i can see where you're coming from but as so it uh, the gameplay stuff looked very similar but yeah in hindsight for sure dude i'm glad ghost of sushima survived yeah so this was the game that was supposed to be made after infamous second son is it? i guess so because it it kind of looks because uh, second son came out which was their launch title and now they came out with a title at the end of the ps4 life cycle so i'm guessing this is what they were working on along with ghost of tsushima and then after internal testing or you know a little pressure from sony execs up up top they were like you know drop this shit concentrate on ghost of tsushima yeah I think it was a good decision because this looks like a bit medieval like like it's been done in it seems like it's a like it's a theme that's been done a lot exactly For sure. I think I think games. with ghost like like what a lot of people say is its art style and it's the fact that it takes place in Japan like dude honestly I cannot remember the last open world game I played that took place in a setting like this and and yakuza yeah. is not open world right it's like you're in streets and you know it's it's like in an urban place but this kind of a setting where you play as samurais and shit people have been craving for that forever they're like assassin's creed japan assassin's creed japan we want it Yeah, also this is quite a risk it's quite a risk for a western developer to explore something like this because people are very very particular about you know how accurately you're going to portray it and and they actually went for accuracy they didn't go for an over the top samurai game they did try, try to make it very realistic it is grounded the looks of it it is grounded yeah. like you know even not just gameplay but even the guy you know he does it like so i mean i don't mean a stereotype but when you see a lot of japanese characters especially when you see the voice acting there's a lot of like exaggeration in the voice and the way they speak and and their baritone and stuff and i feel this guy seems a lot more normal than that but then so, again i'm playing yeah. it with the english dub so i don't so know so from what i've seen i don't think it's actually a accurate representation of japan what he's actually what these guys have actually gone for is an accurate representation of japanese cinema from that period like the samurai cinema that you generally see it's capturing that theme a lot more than what Japan is supposed to be so that's the level of detail they've gone for rather than you know accuracy which But is why you know it's, it's was really cool is that Famitsu gave it like a full 40 out of 40 which is like yeah. i think i think is only the third the third western game to ever get a full a perfect score one of the first two no idea <laughs> okay i thought you going to drop some knowledge on us bro <laughs> <laughs> i'm not that quick with google but okay. i'm i can imagine it's is probably sony first party games if i'm if i'm to guess let me just google that shit or could be like you know not nintendo nintendo japan by the way have you guys been uh, have you guys been uh, hearing about all this ubisoft controversy that's been happening of late yeah quite but a dude, bit wait, you want to guess which the other two games are 
San Andreas. Dude, Nash, you, you love both these games. Which no, one? actually, you, like, you, you love one of these games. The other, the other one, not so much. Which one is it? Okay, the first one is Skyrim. Fuck yeah, dude. Wow, yeah. And, okay. and the second is GTA 5. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm down with Skyrim. Bro, they should have given San Andreas and Skyrim out of being lifelong fucking supporter, dude. So for those who don't know, Famitsu has a very unique way of reviewing where they have, I think they have four critics who give the sco- a game a score out of 10 and they add that up. So there are, so so all four critics gave this game a 10 on 10, which is why it's a 40 out of 40, which is extremely oh, yeah. rare for they these guys. games on 40, right? Like a weird score. Yeah, there's four guys who rated out of 10. And so they right. add that then becomes a score out of 40, which is okay. weird, but yeah. So yeah, sorry, Gagan, you were saying you have you read have you heard about the controversy? That yeah, it's it's quite a lot to actually take in, and you cannot ignore the controversy when you go on Twitter, for example. I mean, like just about everyone's talking about it. There's a lot of stuff that seems actually very toxic uh, work culture wise, and there are certain decisions which I am not so sure. You know, like uh, this talk about uh, that that there was supposed to be only a female protagonist in Odyssey, but in, in uh, Origins. In Origins or Odyssey, they in were both going... the, so so they wanted Odyssey as well. They, yeah. yeah, they wanted it in both the games, but right. then uh, the higher up said that, and, and this is what they said. I mean, I'm not quoting him exactly, but they said that uh, games with women in lead do not sell. You know, and, and that's this... actually a fact because, like, every time uh, these guys have held any kind of a poll, this includes even a Twitter poll which somebody else has quoted. Uh, it, they've shown that, like, you know, in Assassin's Creed, like, who do you want to play as? And they had mentioned like a male lead and a female lead. This is for Valhalla also, and people are like highly voting for the male lead over the female lead. But dude, that's how gamers will be. Like, guys who vote are not going to be the most level-headed and like yeah, no, I mean, progressive. See, it's not, like a Twitter po- poll is not going to give you like a very balanced I, opinion. I get that. I get that. But the thing is that it's not like about uh, them being right or wrong or this decision being right or wrong. But you know, I mean, like when you're such a big corporation and all that, you're probably going to do some kind of a market research and however misguided that market research is and probably go with it. I don't think these guys want to take a chance on a female lead. But why would they... Th- but sorry, why would they say that when you've seen games like Tomb Raider and they've sold well in the past? Like Rara, Lara Croft is an iconic character. And if done well, I'm pretty sure like people would have played even Horizon Zero Dawn. Dude, that's another risk Sony took, right? With that IP. Right. That was a brand new IP. She was a playable character. And they are like fucking mechanical dinosaurs in a game world. No one really knew what was happening. But I'm just saying if it's executed well enough... It did well. And Last of Us 2 also. And Last of... So, Last of Us 2 is not a good example because of the... One of <laughs> no, but actually, it's a good example of, yeah, of of why they went with the male character. It's a good example of why they did because yes. the backlash that, that Last of Us 2 got is For kind not of... playing as Joel, right? So, the I mean, thing is that... The, so, so, just an FI, the backlash is not about not playing as Joel. It's about the way they treated him in the course of the game and basically how the game deals with other characters around him uh, I'm, I'm being vague here because i don't want to spoil the game for people so let's just say it. they went game of thrones <laughs> yeah so <laughs> which is why they i don't think they had an issue with ellie as a playable character because she was cool she's a i think for me like you know i'll be very honest with you i don't like the shoehorning of women into any media just for the sake of being progressive then it Absolutely. feels like a, it feels like a weird fit but if it's done well like i honestly enjoyed uh the sorry what is her name uh dude that fuck Who's there with Wonder Woman? I enjoyed Wonder Woman. I enjoyed right, that movie. Right. It was cool. You know, like I felt it was a fun movie. Like she resonated with, with me. I was like, you know what? I like this movie. It's cool. Well, as Mar- Captain Marvel, on the other hand, I was like, mm, yeah. yeah. Not my kind of so Also, which is about, that, that's kind of my issue with having games that let you pick a male or female character. Because that's just, that's mostly just cosmetic, right? You aren't building the game with that with that particular person in mind. You are giving an option to have both. So the game that that means you know the game's pretty generic in that way. There's no like gender gender specific story arcs or anything like that. Uh, mm. That you that you know this character goes through this because she's a woman or he goes through it because he's a guy or whatever. You know so, things like that are not taken into from account. From what I read about Origin, which is really weird, which is what they want to do is is where they kind of wanted to kill off Bayek, like the main guy who you play as. They wanted to kill him off, and you would play as his wife throughout the game. Dude, now, I would have played the shit out of that game. That would have been so good. I would I mean, have played that, that too. But, you know, honestly, this is what happened 
with a certain other game right now and they got a lot of backlash for this so i think now everyone it makes sense because bayax wife is, is is pretty badass in the game yeah, she's a warrior herself you yeah, know but it's you like, know what people have a major connection with joel because they kind of play through him in the whole uh, in sure. the first game completely Bayek, I don't think anyone would care for that much. I think it would be a, like a very Call of Duty four kind of moment in which yeah, uh, yeah, where you play as one guy, then that guy <laughs> and then he dies, and then you play as the next. Yeah, I get Spoilers. That. I get that. <laughs> no, but not. Ha- but I feel I I still feel that you know this was a little like what's that way? I'm not even going to say progressive because that's overused right now. I still think this was a stupid way of saying it because you know there are so many games. Uh, of not off the top of my head but with actual female leads in them which have done well and like sam said if you if you kind of just shoehorn a girl for the sake of it and have no separate you know story arcs to that then it'll be like yeah it's just there for the sake of it but yeah. having played as a girl you have these issues you you may have certain other things you know one of the things i really like in last of us is ellie because you're playing as a girl gameplay feels so fucking scruffy like like with joel he was built like a tank right so it 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 was there within gameplay like when you hit guys you hit them as joel it's it's easy because he's like this big hulking dude with ellie she's like a fucking badger dude like she is she's got a heart of a lion but she is still physically small and if that kind of stuff was actually carried forward into the assassin's creed games i think that would be golden but you know what i really think these guys are playing it very safe with assassin's creed that's like something they don't want to touch at all if they want to introduce a female character it would i think we are lo- more likely to see it in a very narrative driven game like far cry so which they actually did with the expansion and it did not do which well which also but uh, the, yeah. that's because the expansion just sucked dude i played it, the it expansion it just sucked but yeah history. it's not going to build any confidence also for them so i think yeah. the issue also is that because like from the controversies become pretty apparent that ubisoft is a big boys club so it when is. you don't have any female perspective with the company how are you going to make a game based on like a like a good female character anyways because the guys who are who are at the top they just want like dude bro games not not, not dude bro but like you know your your the male hero stereotype pretty much like they, like they all boil down into that exactly so how are you even going to create a game with a female lead when you don't have anyone at the top who actually knows how to they make one they did have this uh, lady right jade raymond and then she kind of left they had a working on they actually actually funnily enough a lot of the controversies happening coming out of Ubisoft Toronto which she started and then she bounced uh maybe she bounced for a reason you know because it was getting too like locker roomy like you know what i'm saying like i mean i've read that these guys do all the meetings in strip clubs which is like so fucking weird right like who the fuck has a proper sound like, so 90s you, like like how can yeah. you concentrate <laughs> on a meeting when you have a stripper in front of you or like vice versa right like how, like this is like wolf of wall street shit man like it's crazy yeah but even that guy I, i i forget his name but the guy who was the director for odyssey who had to quit because of uh and and he was cheating he could, on his he wife was the director he was the director of valhalla as well yeah valhalla of course and so no the thing is that i mean people who like women who want to work at ubisoft also will not go there anymore because of the kind of shit these guys pull you know uh For like sure. when you know that you, that won't, they won't take you seriously in this company then why why even bother hmm absolutely so I think a lot needs to change but but coming to the to the to the as a player what do you guys think like will, will any of this stuff make you guys not want to play a ubisoft game i'm uh, still going to buy play my I'm, ubisoft I'm games man. because like like i said you know like sure this the the game is full of assholes but i'm sure not everyone in this company is an asshole right you and, need, and a lot of people have worked on this game yeah you need to learn to separate the art from the artist at the end of the day man i mean it's like there's a lot of uh, claims against michael jackson as well but there is his music which is like which is something you really cannot ignore completely it's just at the end of the day i feel i i feel there's this whole now, once again i'm not maybe the perfect person to talk about this but i feel this whole cancel culture has been taken too far now Yeah. Like you know, you do something cancelled. You do this cancelled. You do that cancelled. I mean, have some fucking middle ground here sometimes, man. That's why I feel yeah. personally. Like, I mean, like yeah, see, said, everything. You know, everything can be offensive to everybody. I mean, like not not to underplay anybody's offense. Obviously, there are some legitimate concerns out there that need to be addressed. But the thing is that uh, there's just a limit to what you can do, and especially when it comes to art. it's a different feel altogether you cannot just change the way you feel about a certain subject or how a piece of art will make you feel or something that you appreciate a lot like how you feel about something you've been appreciating all your life because of something that someone who worked on it did you know it just 
it just becomes a lot more complex out there. You cannot just take it out of your life like that. What about you? Are you going to buy True. the game? Dude, I get the point of like, not cancel culture, but I get that But when a game that has made in this kind of environment sells so much, the company doesn't feel like there's something, anything wrong happening there. So I think they need to address address what's happening. But I also get your point that the lot of people who worked on this game, they, 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 this is made by com- people all over the world. Like guys, on in, guys in India Bombay, who work right? on these yeah, games. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Bombay, Pune, yeah. the people all over the world working on these games. And, and not buying this game because someone in in Canada did something wrong. I think that's a disservice to these I guys who say, put a lot of hard I would work. say, punish the fuck out of these guys. Throw them behind bars if you have to. You know, do some real harsh thing so people don't repeat this again. Don't don't just wipe it off saying boys will be boys. That's fucking bullshit and that I don't agree to. But Absolutely. I definitely... The fuck up, the fuck up is the in most part. of these companies, in most of these companies, the HR department is completely toothless. Like They have absolutely no power. Dude. They Their whole job is to defend their employer, Dude, the company. Their employees, employees cases, have... Sorry, I just have to say this, but in one of these cases, the HR department, she was the wife of the guy accused for doing shady shit. (laughs) Man. I mean, she's not going to penalize her own fucking husband, dude. And if that's the kind of, and if you know what your husband's doing, then that speaks also a lot more about their marriage and everything. I mean, that's not like a fucking good situation for people to be in, man. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, head of HR has quit now at Ubisoft. Something like that. Yeah. But but yeah, but that doesn't solve the problem because at the end of the day, in most companies, HR is just there to protect the company, not the not the employees, which it should be the other way around. But and it, it is work happening, that way. and this is a completely different tangent. But this is also happening right now in a lot of companies during the pandemic. You know, like like people are like, oh, but the company has to grow. The company still has to make money. But your employees are fucking risking their lives, literally trying to travel by train. But no one gives a fuck, dude. True. It's, yeah. it's like shitty state of affairs. Yeah, a lot, a lot of advantage has been taken off uh, from employees by companies and all in the name of the pandemic and all, regardless of how their profit margins have been so far. But that's like an entirely different topic of conversation. I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if you want to cut costs, this is, a, this is a great time, even if you're making money. Like this is an excuse to just like, lay people off, trim exactly. the staff. Exactly. I'm surprised, honestly, this hasn't, like, I'm I'm glad in a way I've not heard about it, but I'm really surprised, like, the gaming industry is not, like, hard jumping on this. Because do you remember, like, a while back uh, when the recession hit and a few years after that, like, studios were being laid off left, right and center. People were being, I mean, studios were being shut down. People were being laid off. But thankfully, that's not happened right now, at least not as far as I know. But dude, I feel, I feel the real impact of the pandemic is not going to be seen now. It's going to be seen like games which are going to start development now. Now, which are which are like next gen games which are planned to come out end of next year 2022 okay. i think that's going to suffer now because because even like ubisoft in bombay like there's a skeletal stuff and these guys do work they actually work on all the triple a stuff they work as support but they work on all the triple a stuff including next gen so uh, and no one's going to office right now uh, and that's going to be the case everywhere and and if you're at home, you can only do so much because you need your team with you. You need your whatever specialized ha- uh, hardware. You're like you need mocap. You need like all of that stuff, right? You can't do all of that remotely. I think, I think that a lot of the games coming out two years from now or, or even next year, I think they might suffer, which are still in development. Hmm. Yeah, timelines are definitely going to be affected. Fair. In fact, I I read that. Uh, so apparently, PS5 numbers like the Sony has ramped up the number of PS5s is going is manufacturing because they see so much demand coming from, for the PS5. In fact, they're actually going to limit pre-orders to only one per customer. Yeah, one this is for the US. Apparently, this is this is for the US. I think I don't know if this will be globally, but uh, I I think uh, yeah, the, the demand is definitely there. I mean, in India, like the other day, I was talking to the head of PlayStation India, and he's like, this is. Like the month of May, May to June was Sony India's like best ever month for PlayStation ever, mm. which is, which is saying a lot that this is not actual game release season. Sure. It's usually the summer vacation season, it's but May, June, season, bro. <laughs> yeah, because pe- people have not been able to buy games, play games for March, April. And therefore pe- people were just like pent up, pent up, like, okay, I need to get a, pl- a PS4. I need to get a PS4. So sure. consoles were flying off the shelf. I'm sure that digital purchases also rose quite a bit because people cannot buy physical copies so easily, especially in those. It did. It did. Yeah, but the funny thing is that after the lockdown started to ease out, like even physical games sales picked up like mad. So it's it's growing. It's growing in every direction, which is which is only a good thing. 
Yeah, gaming industry as a whole has seen a massive growth on this, and we've seen these reports from just about every angle. Like even the esports companies seem to be ramping up a lot more for this because online uh, tournaments are happening a lot more. People are participating a lot more in esports than they used to before pandemic. In, so LinkedIn in- is filled with with companies talking about how much percent their business has grown in the pandemic. Like every day you log into LinkedIn and you'll see one company bragging about how much their business has grown. I don't know how much of it is true. But yeah, you keep you keep reading it every day. So uh, speaking of upcoming stuff, what games are you guys looking forward to, at least in this month? Because there isn't a whole lot happening this month. What is happening this month? So there's there's the remake of Destroy All Humans, which I'm sure most of you must have played on the PS2 back then. And then there's like a bunch of indie stuff. Uh, and obviously, this was right now, it's already released, but there was Death Stranding. There was uh, the PC version of Death Stranding. There was Ghost of Tsushima. There's uh, Crisis on the Switch for some. There's no that PC is something right I'm now. looking forward to uh, playing, but you know. And yeah, then there's like, I think the next major big release is like Horizon Zero Dawn. For the PC? Yeah, but that's also a PC port. I think that's straight in like September, maybe. Like the Avengers game. And then... Hey, then you have Fast and Furious, stuff. man. Yuck. Sure. <laughs> but you know something? While as funny as that name of the game is, if you guys have seen the gameplay trailer, dude, it gave me massive split-second vibes. Split and second. I fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. love that game, bro. I love yeah, that dude. game. And, and remember, it's all for the family, bro. So it is for the family. But you know what, dude? Sam, you should actually... Maybe I'll ask you this. Why do you think that this generation has had hardly any awesome fucking racers like Blur, Split Second, Burnout? Like, what just happened to this genre, man? Did these dude, the thing is... Well? No, that's what I was thinking. Blur and Split Second didn't do well. Both the, both the studios are no, are no that, longer around. I get that, but people took risks with those kind of games, right? Is what I, I mean, I meant it in that context, right? And obviously, besides the need for speeds and all, you still had, like, games trying different stuff every single time in this genre. And you even had, like, stalwarts like Burnout and all. Now, there's just, like, need for speed and Forza in the arcade racing, arcade racing space, right? There's nothing else there. Dude, I don't think the issue is the genre. I think the issue is that no one is doing anything to move it forward. Uh, like, like look at what they did with Grid. Like, I loved the first Grid game that Codemasters yeah. made, but they, but they just launched one this year, and it was, it was this average. Like, there was nothing unique about it. It was just a regular street racing arcade game. It was the same game. Just, it was like a reboot, but a reboot is nothing. It's just basically the same formula new tech. I think Forza Horizon shows that people still will still play racing games if you know they find a way to make it fun, make it social, like include multiplayer in a fun way or make like, it free on create, Game Pass. Yeah, that too. And, and also create a good game world. Like I even like Need for Speed's open worlds at all. Like no matter what they do, it feels very barren to me. Like Forza Horizon feels fun to drive around even when you're not in a race or you know, tracking uh, or playing multiplayer or something. It's just fun to figure out, and very few games do that. I think the challenge is, is going to be that, which is why I'm very curious to see what they do with uh, Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown. I, I've loved the first two games, and uh, yeah, I'm so gonna, uh, I mean, I'm, that's. I'm, I'm just going to give a slight controversial opinion here, but I don't think every racing game needs to be open world, first of all. Like, I did not like the fact that Burnout went open world with Paradise. I did not enjoy that. I game. agree. Like, I, I, everyone's, like, shoehorning open world into the open racing games. I'm like, let us just go to the tracks, you know. Like, do that shit there. Or do something like what Underground, I think, one or two did. Where even during your race, you would be kind of cordoned off. Otherwise, you know, yeah. it's really tough when I'm trying to concentrate on winning a race. And I take a wrong turn. And I'm like, fuck, I reached this wrong turn. This happened to me every time in Paradise before they patched it. So, you could actually see where you had to go. And even now. But actually, those- in Paradise, to... To their credit, like it was very cool in the way that you could actually go literally anywhere you wanted in that game. To like once a race began, like I actually yeah. played a multiplayer race where actually after at the beginning I went in the wrong direction. I actually took a U-turn and went the other way, and I actually won that race. Because I, when you I see completely the map, agree. But there were parts where you, if you were on a on a on a highway and you went down by mistake, 
there's no way ah, you could true. rejoin a guy on a mountain or something like that and that used to have, for some reason i kept finding those kind of races so for me personally yeah. it got frustrating and the speed and if 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 a game is about speed that much i don't want to have to worry about navigating other shit i just want to concentrate on speed and you know taking down my opponents which is why i love the simplicity of fucking the takedown games and even you revenge know, yeah. you do have a point there because of late the one game that has only been talked about when it comes to racing is asphalt honestly the mobile game that's yeah. a, probably the one of the most talked about most popular racing games out there and for a reason it gives you straightforward tracks it doesn't complicate anything like play this track i mean like get a new car Why come play that game beyond 10 minutes it's so it's this so brainless that game it's literally yeah. like i don't get what is asphalt dude you have to literally press one th- your thumb down and the race game just plays itself Dude, you're playing it wrong, man. <laughs> you're playing the wrong mode. No, don't ever play it that way. Play it either with a gamepad or play it on a platform which has a controller, like the Nintendo Switch, for example. Or play on a platform that has actually good racing games, like that a PC too. or a play or a console. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you? Why would I want to play a racing game on a mobile phone? So yeah, I mean, like, but we did have two racing game releases on the Switch. Okay, so it's not too bad. So we had a Burnout, uh, this Paradise uh, release on the Switch, as well as Star Wars Racer. Dude, and you had Mario Kart. Mario Kart has been there for a while. Mario Kart isn't going anywhere. Everybody loves that game. But yeah. Did you pick up Paradise for the Switch? No, I have Paradise on the PS4, so I think it plays a lot better there. I actually just want to know from someone if if you've played the game, please let us know on the forums how the game plays on the Switch because I've always wanted a good racing game on the go. Right. It's a it it runs on 60 fps. I know uh, that's what I know, but uh, graphically I think there are certain uh, drawbacks. But yeah, I mean, if you guys have played it, let us know, man. How the game works. No, no. Also, to also to add to this game game genre thing, uh, sorry, racing genre thing. I think I think GT Sport did something like what what NFS hasn't been able to do, which is innovate on the IP. And I think GT Sport was, I guess, like I was pleasantly surprised by what they did with the online. Like I always thought GT Sport is gonna the GT is gonna be a, a series that only does offline and career mode and all of that, and it's gonna and it'll look really great, but. what they did with the multiplayer modes in that game was really like it changed the game like no one had done that in online before like you had like uh like no matter what like each overtaking move each bump you did you gave to a, to an opponent was would kind of change your ranking and it was really really competitive and no matter how well you did in the in the game you still leveled up and things like that and i think that was one of the thing that like more racing games need to do and that's more of a sim though but even in the in the arcade game i think there's a lot more that can be done in racing which no one is doing beyond Forza Horizon. Yeah, Project Cars uh, Racing is uh, free this month on uh, game uh, on uh, is it Games for Gold? Yeah, I think it's on Games for Gold. Which Project game? Car- or is it come on Game Pass? One of those things. Project uh, Cars Two is yeah. has got it free on all the Xbox. It was going really cheap in the summer Steam sale. I picked it up. Project. Have Cars you 2. played it? Is it good? I played the first game. I've not played Project Cars Two yet. In fact, three is coming out soon. Okay, is it comparable to Gran Turismo? Because that's something I always wanted to know. It kind of is like it's by slightly mad the guys who made if you played Need for Speed Shift, but this is better than that. It yeah. is kind of it is it is it is sort of arcade, but uh, it's yeah it's 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 a bit different. It's more it's 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 pretty fun. Like check it out if you get it for free or if you're getting it on a sale. Just check. Uh, it's it's like like if you enjoy Sims, I think it's it's a decent game. Okay, let me put it this way: Do you prefer? Would you rather play Project Cars or would you rather play Drive Club? Drive Club, but they're very different games. Okay, but Drive Club is just better. Okay, cool. So, uh, speaking now, I think it's time we discuss what each of us is playing because I really want to know what you guys are playing nowadays. So, I've been playing a lot of stuff that was either free or on sale lately. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, this year, this month's uh, PS Plus free games included uh, NBA 2K20, and mm. uh, I haven't played an NBA game in years, and I've been keeping on hearing about how NBA 2K. Is is better and better every year. So strangely enough, this year's game wasn't as wasn't as good as it's been previously, but it's still really good. And and so I had a chance to get it because it's free, hmm. and it is phenomenal. Like the, the, the career mode is out of this world. Like it like even though it's a sports game, the career mode is better than many actual story based games. The career really? is that good, and you and you've got like uh, uh, Idris Elba is in it, and and there's Rosario Dawson and all. Like they actually have the like proper Hollywood cast in it. Um, very nicely done career mode so i've been playing nba uh, 2k20 and i've also been i also picked up uh, wrc8 which was on sale uh, again i rally is a genre of games i've not been playing i've not played at all since probably 
the PS3 or even PS2 days. But WRC 8 was on sale, so I said, you know, let me buy it. And I actually been playing it quite a bit, and it's it's fun to get back into rally games. It's, it's a different kind of genre in its own. It's more like a driving platformer type sort of experience. So I've been enjoying that as well. So just mostly these two. I've also started playing Odyssey, but I haven't uh, beyond the first hour. I, th- I think I've just got derailed onto other games. What about you, Gagan? You know what? NBA is one NBA 2K series is something that I actually wanted to try, especially one, after watching the Chicago Bulls documentary on uh, Netflix. <laughs> That's like really, I, I used to play a lot of NBA games as a kid and off late, I've just been playing the arcade uh, games that uh, I, there's an NBA game that uh, came out, uh, I think a couple of years. NBA back. Street. Street. No, I think, was, yeah. no, Street, Street was way older. PS2 days. Not street, but uh, it was street basketball. Anyway, so uh, that's what I've been playing. But I really am interested in trying that also. I might just do that. But yeah, off late, I've been playing uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like I mentioned earlier. And uh, whenever I get the chance. And uh, to in between uh, things, like, you know, if I'm probably like in between a certain calls, in between certain things that I'm doing, I always just pick up uh, Animal Crossing back on my Switch. Because, dude, that game is like, it just becomes a part of your life, man. It just becomes the most passive, relaxing thing you can do. And I've actually done three complete redesigns of my island. And it's, it's just therapeutic, man. Me and my kid, both of us like enjoy doing that. That and uh, yeah, the, these two are the main things. And I also want to mention, since uh, Avinash, you and I are doing uh, Halo 3 PC streams on uh, yes. our Facebook uh, page. So I also tried uh, Halo 4 this weekend. And you know what? I kind of get it. I, I enjoyed Halo 4 when it came out a lot. And that was probably because it was a long break from Halo 3. But Halo 4 just doesn't feel that good. I mean, the game looks phenomenal compared to Halo 3. It looks really, really good. But man, I mean, yeah, it does lack that whole bungee element to it. I mean, even the enemies, the same Covenant guys that you fought before, they feel so different. They feel darker in this. They don't. They're just not. I don't know, man. Like how is the game? Uh, the gunplay though. Does that feel different? The gunplay. The gunplay is better. All the pew pew weapons that you, as you say, they yeah. sound. Uh, they sound a lot better. They try oh, nice. to make them a little more realistic. Even the alien weapons sound much better than before. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll play the game a little bit more and uh, see how it goes from there. I just don't remember anything about it right now. All right. All right. What about you, Nash? What are you playing? Dude, I'm playing a bunch of shit. But like right now, I'm all into Ghost of Tsushima, man. Like, like, let me ask you one thing about this game. So I heard that there are three acts or three parts to the game. And I, I, I read someone say that the second act, it actually the entire, the, I mean, the aesthetic of the game world changes drastically in terms of how it looks. Is that true? So, uh, I mean... I haven't progressed too much into Act 2 because I'm so sidetracked with all the side shit. But yeah, definitely Act 2 has a visual style that's distinct from Act 1. Where Act 1 is more choppy, more chilled out. It's more like laid back. Act 2 is more like oh, angry, depressing. And it's cool in a way though. It's it's nice. That's from what I've seen. Now, once again, like nice. I said, I don't know if it was the time of day or whatever because I haven't explored too much of the thing. But uh, because, you know, every time it's like, you know, I have this fucking thing in my head because every time I go and a question mark pops up, I just have to go see what it is. I'm like, hmm, could it be a charm? Could it be a fox? <laughs> that's a, I don't know. That's the OCD kicking in, dude. It is, bro. And it's just stopping me from like fucking progressing along the campaign. But at least <laughs> what's happening is by exploration, I'm still becoming a lot stronger in the process. So now I'm not getting my ass kicked as badly as I did once upon a time. So, you know, it's it's kind of helping me out. But besides Ghost, I've been playing the usual stuff. I play some COD at nights. I play some Destiny at nights. Although I haven't played Destiny for a while. So COD, you play Warzone or the regular multiplayer? We just play a bunch of shit. Whatever, you know, we got a couple of IVG guys online. So we most of the time we end up playing this game mode called Plunder, which is not exactly like a Battle Royale game, but it takes place in the Battle Royale map uh, where you got to basically, you got to be the first team to capture 1 million. In, in cash you gotta hit that million you gotta extract it it's super intense a lot of fun and you land in with your loadout so we kind of like that and then we nice. just hit like you know the normal game mode like tdm domination stuff like that the good part is this year's cod is very very alive even on pc because it has crossplay. and normally by this time like 
PC, you know, PC servers would be like a full graveyard. The unfortunate part is there fucking hackers everywhere, which really sucks. So, I mean. So, how do the console guys fare when you're playing against them on PC? Like, they are aim assist, obviously. Yeah, yeah. They actually, they can actually hold their ground because the aim assist is quite strong. And you don't have to. You you can choose to not play crossplay and you can play with, like, just PS4 players or Xbox players. But, yeah, the, the, I would say the auto aim is quite generous because otherwise, you'd have to be, like, insanely good at an FPS on a console to be able to hold up with, like, mouse and keyboard players, is what I feel. Sure. And with this year's, and I don't know if you guys have seen, but the you know the few leaks of uh, this year's Call of Duty, which apparently is a Treyarch developed one, which is going to take place in the Black Ops universe. So it's a Cold War game. Looking forward to that shit as well. So I'm guessing the one is playing Hyperscape. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, one I guess time. people up. I mean, we don't, dude. Honestly, battle royale games aren't my thing. Like, I won't actively play them. I play Warzone because of plunder. And once in a while, I'll play Warzone. But a game that only has that game mode and nothing else. That's why I haven't played Apex as well, you know, because it's just BR. There's nothing else in it. You know what? And to its to its credit, the only battle royal game that we've played multiple PUBG times. PUBG Lite. Exactly. It was yeah. PUBG Lite. The game we this the most. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think I think also because they're mostly bots, and you were getting chicken dinner every time. Till I think level ten I, also. I After like that, to believe they players. were not bots. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had mad skills. <laughs> Stream some PUBG, bro. We should actually get back to that now. Stream of PUBG game with all the IVG crew. Dude, they will like throw fucking tomatoes at us. After the amount of (laughs) PUBG dissing with our venture, they'll be like, you're playing PUBG now, you shameless fuckers. Yeah. Yeah, probably not, not a good idea. But yeah, let us know what you guys are also playing, whether you guys like playing your Battle Royale games, whether you like playing Hyperscape. And be sure to share your Discord ID with us because, you know, we are online every night. We're playing stuff online. We probably invite you to the DTR slash IVG Discord server as well. So feel free to join up, sync up for, you know, playing with your homies, playing with IVG guys. Just join in, man. We want to make the community really big. And as far as the podcast goes, the next podcast will most likely have the Xbox game announcements yes. or gameplay reveals that will happen this week. So yeah, you can look forward it'll to also that. Be, it'll also be like in between what happened at the Xbox showcase and there's supposedly a PS5 event happening soon, like early August. So this will be the next episode will be bang in between both of those. So and we will fun. definitely be doing an episode in a week for sure. So predictions, do you think they announce the price and the release and the launch date? I was going to ask Xbox. that. that I don't think they'll that. announce a price though. Not launch date? No, I think they may announce launch date. I don't think they'll announce price. How long are they going to make us wait, man? we got to start Dude, even like Sony is like, just like, hmm, PS5. I'm like, what's the fucking pricing, bitch? What's the date? I want to know the price in rupees. I don't want to know how much I have to sell, save for that shit, dude. Dude, this shit is going to be so expensive, man. I mean, no one's giving you the price for a reason. We will discuss that at the next episode. At we length. will. Hopefully, we should yeah. have some more, uh, we should have more uh, information for you guys then. Yep. Or we'll just so, speculate. We hope you guys enjoyed this podcast as much as we enjoy making them. Because we really do enjoy making them. Yeah, it was fun. It's a lot of fun. Which is lazy fuckers. That's about it sometimes. But we try to be more consistent for you guys. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. See you guys.